You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Geek culture from the belly of the beast once a week. That was for Miss Amy. Um, if you're going to do it that loud, Will and I are going to be at a different table. <laughs> I'm your host, Dan. Um, with me, of course, is Will. Hello. And Des. Ahoy. How you guys doing? Good. I haven't seen you in two weeks. No, you haven't. What was I doing last weekend? You had the baby. That's right. That's right. My wife worked and you were a single I, parent. I was a single parent. You are the baby and your secret insecurity that the audience at home doesn't realize is, is that you're afraid Grayson's going to take your spot on the podcast. He might. He's kind of so talking now. You're you're really concerned about him being out here with us. He might have more to say than I do, which is, you know. Well, I don't know if it's more, but it will probably be more intelligible. Aww. Maybe just more insightful. He's nodding his head yes now, which is kind of cool. You want mm-hmm. this? Yes. It's, it's not not everything's no. Oh, um, which is good. Which is good. Um, although we are trading with, um, we are now throwing ourselves down when we don't want to do something. Like now, it's like I've thought about what I'm doing. I don't want to do it. I'm throwing myself down. We just walk over him. But you there's know. a there's a cure for that. Puberty. Now you walk up to him and you go, little man. Batman doesn't throw tantrums. He knows Batman. Batman does not throw tantrums. That's a Superman thing. Do you want to be like Daddy? No, he points to his little Batman shirt. He goes, ah, ah. I'm like, that is Batman. Because he does it the same every time. I'm like, that is Batman. You win. Um, And he pointed to my Doctor Who shirt yesterday and went, Doctor. I'm like, yes. Nice. Yes, you get an extra graham cracker for you. Awesome. How you guys been? Good. Do you guys play games last week? We did. We did. We tried out um, Five Tribes as a two-player game. And what we discovered was that any fun and joviality that exists in Five Tribes does not extend to a two-player game. Do you got to have at least three? Well, I mean, no. I mean, like, there's people out there, Dan, who really like cutthroat games where you spend all your time attempting to spill beer and knock over everything on the table. That's amazing. <laughs> um, he almost spilled two beers at once, folks. It, it really would have been... Like the opposite of double fisting it, man. I mean, amazing. No, I hit the mic stand, which knocked into the first beer, which knocked into the second beer. It was incredible. And it wouldn't be an episode of Music the Geek if Dan Zisco did, did spill, not spill something. something. Yeah, normally, if, if like a dog comes by and starts licking up a spill, it's not all that worrisome. But I don't know about this one. Nah, she's fine. Yeah. But so, <laughs> back to Five Tribes. What makes it so cutthroat and different um, is that you'd think that Five Tribes would just be like you both have a turn each turn. But yeah. instead, um, Bruno Cathala, who designed the game, decided to make a two-player game mean that you both had to have 
two player turns. Oh, so and you have to wager that way too. So, like if you're, if you end up being like first and second in a round, it's really bad because then you you don't ever get to see what your opponent's strategy is before you start having to wager, which is why I really beat Will so bad because well, what what do you think you spend in wagering? Like thirty a points, lot, thirty thirty five points, something probably like more that. than that. Um, so it's a really different game. I, I I guess it was sort of fun. But I put it in the same category as when I'm like playing chess, which is like, yeah, it's fun, but I can't play it mindlessly. Because it's it's a complicated game to begin with. <clears throat> yeah, well, you kind of have to be paying attention all the time. Whereas what I, I like don't know, I could play chess super wasted. Yeah, but I'm talking about normal people. <laughs> <laughs> that's the game I bought at cost. Yeah, no, so. th th that's only because I, I Wait, pattern recognition. I've, I've played enough times that I can sort of fake my way through. Uh, yeah, are we going to try this one? We can try this one tonight. It's a quick game. So, yes, I don't know if I show this to you. This is a game I got at con. It's called yes. We Didn't Play Test This at All. And, and we can play test it? We can play test it. The, the, the point of this, it's a card game, but really, uh, here are the rules. Um, the objective of this game is to win. If you lose, you have not won, and in fact are out of the game. If everyone except you has lost, you win. And that's the rules. And basically, Some John Madden level analysis. I love you it. Know, <laughs> you know what I think? I, I, I know of this game, and I think what it is is um, an attempt to mix the worst game ever designed, Flux. Well, card game. Worst card game ever designed, Flux. With um, Cards Against Humanity. So I thought we'd try it. Uh, maybe if my wife is not doing anything at that point, she can jump in. Because it's a quick little game. I mean, it looks like it's going to be very quick. Like, there are there are literally cards where it's like, everybody hold up a number. If everybody holds up a number above two, they all lose. And if you're playing a four-player game, you know, and it's just it's just like that. So, um, but yeah, okay. And William, I'm sure had a, just a working, lovely working couple weeks. Right? Did you have a work, lovely Yeah, weekend? I went to my job. And Des did not go to his job. No, I didn't. No, uh, but did you? Get I did very, very little. There you go. Because <clears throat> I've been taking the last couple weeks off from the project from hell. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to start off this week on a on a high note. All right, I got nine uh, topics by the way, and, so we uh, can kind of go wherever. Uh, uh, a spot where Dan can't really participate. So, Will. <laughs> yes, sir. Where do you think Brady falls now that oh! he has a potential? Four-game suspension. No, it's not I'd a potential. Say, it's actually a four-game no, suspension. No, no, there will be an injunction that won't allow. No, he's to uh, he's not asking for the injunction. He's not. He's going to take the first four games, and then no, what? he's just not asking for the injunction. He's, he's going to hope the appeal is going to come through before the first four games. He, yes, like that's going to happen. That's what Isn't they are that, trying to do. Like, like okay, the football season start in what? Like four weeks. September. Yeah, four weeks. Maybe five? Beginning of September. So like four or five weeks. Yeah. And he's hoping an injunction comes through in four or five no weeks. Injunction. The, the injunction. No injunction. Win the case. The injunction would come through immediately. But then, if appellate found against him in the middle of the season, he has to serve the four-game suspension yeah, right so away. So basically what happened is the NFL figured that if Brady sued, that Brady would sue them in Minnesota. Because uh, other football players such as Adrian Peterson sued in Minnesota and they won in front of a federal judge there. But Adrian Peterson was a Viking. Yes. Brady is neither right. a Viking, right. nor was he playing in Minnesota right. when but this whole thing it's happened. A, it's a lawyer thing, right? You just have to find some little excuse that allows you to connect the NFL Minnesota. to Minnesota. <laughs> and you have a team there, so we're going to sue in Minnesota, right? Like Makes no sense! Right, so the NFL tried to cut it off and they were very successful in this. Before Brady could sue them, they sued first in New York. They, they sued Brady? Yes. For what? <laughs> Basically, it was it was just a preemptive, we're getting the lawsuit started. We're pre a preemptive strike. Yes, in New York. 
And so the NFL or the Players Association sued in Minnesota, and the Minnesota judge came down and said, "Why are you here? I'm sending you to New York, where the other lawsuit is, and shut yeah. it down." So the New York judge uh, sent out an immediate order, like a one-page order, that said. You guys need to try to resolve this on your own before we go anywhere. Oh, like, you guys! Like, <laughs> I'm strongly encouraging you to work this out, and also, like adults, ev- and also everybody cool your heels. Oh, <laughs> like everybody shut it down with the rhetoric. It's not helping. It was more or less like now, children. Yes, uh, get your shit together. I, my personal opinion is Brady's getting fucked, um, and this is all a bunch of horseshit. And I'm no fan of Tom Brady or the Patriots. Because both of you, me again, not me, being the kind of the casual fan, mm-hmm. both of you said on this podcast, this is nothing. This is nothing. This is nothing. Nothing's going to no, happen to Brady. No, this is stupid. And now he's well, got a four-game suspension. Yeah, but um, it's a four-game suspension that can't possibly be sustained. But it will be, I really? think. You think it'll yeah. be sustained? Yeah. What's I don't the, think he's going to win. What's the maximum... Um, penalty they can put under the arbitration agreement without Goodell going like, I'm inventing a magic category of new cheating. Yeah, that's basically what he did. Yeah, he can't do that. Didn't that's the NFL that's just, not how like, arbitration agreements didn't work. did the NFL just reinvent one of their rules recently? Yeah, they've got yeah. They have all sorts of funny things. So basically, they'll find an excuse, but the, the most recent one that I thought was sort of laughable was they complained that they requested Tom Brady's cell phone and he destroyed, destroyed it before it. it went over there. He points out that all of the text messages to all the people that you would care about, you got all of those text messages off of their phone. You didn't actually need mine to get them. No, you, you actually get have them. them all. Yeah, you can get them. And, or you could call Sprint, and Sprint will give them to you. Yeah, the you can subpoena them. They're, they're it's, it's really easy to get. Uh, you actually don't need my phone to get it. And also, uh, I'm under no obligation to give you my phone. Mm-mm. If your employer asks for your phone, you can tell them to go fly a yeah, kite. I'm giving you my phone. There's no suspension for me not giving you my phone. It's my phone. Uh, so basically, that's what they fell back onto when they couldn't actually prove that he did anything wrong. Yeah. But they can still subpoena the text. To, to yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, no. It's a total public relations disaster. The sad thing is that there is a uh, a guy on his multiple domestic violence uh, program who also is going to be serving four games. So Tom Brady's serving four games for essentially not giving his phone, and this guy who's beat up many wives and children. No, he's serving all. four games, Dan, for bending the rules. But calling but it he? cheating, yeah, he did, he did, he did. Dan, the, yeah, this happens all the time. Um, <laughs> this, the the problem is, is they're treating it. I'll put it in baseball parlance for you. Thank you. What Tom Brady did was he got a, he's a pitcher. He got a ball. It's a little scuffed from a play. And he goes, you know what? I'll bet I can get a little bit more curve out of this ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna throw this ball in. I'm going to pitch with I'm it for, use for one more pitch. Yes, from that standpoint, you're bending the rules. They're acting like he's got Vaseline all over his chest every game he ever plays. Well, you know, it's, that's it's a, a really good analogy. I like that. Thank you. It is such a strange thing because for the NFL, this is your golden boy. This guy sells more jerseys in your league than anybody. They just won the Super Bowl again. They're a model franchise, yeah. and... You're just throwing him under the bus for no and, apparent and the reason. Part, here's the question. Do the fans follow Brady on this and, are yeah. and make make that that leg? Well, no, what well, is the dynasty it's a bigger? It's a split. Here's it's a split the between the people who really like Brady or the people who are like who hate the Patriots, think they're cheaters, hate Belichick. You know, a lot of people are, are jealous of, of pretty boy Brady and his model wife and yeah, but you know, Dan, all of his success. Here's the so it's, long-term it's takeaway. Long-term takeaway. Long-term, two or three years from now. All right. Two or three years from now, people will remember that Tom Brady eh, cheated a little bit in the pursuit of winning. 
right? Who cheats in the Which, pursuit of losing? <laughs> the point I'm making is that, like... Beat Rose, maybe? Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, Will. That might be the episode title. The, but no, so that... <laughs> That's what they'll remember about Brady. What they will remember about the National Football League, which is the horrible thing, which I can't believe Goodell's allowing to have happen, happen, is that whether or not a football is inflated properly is more important to the National Football League than whether or not you knock your girlfriend out in an elevator. Two games for that. Right? That's the takeaway. The, ta- like, the long-term takeaway is it's another nail in the coffin of anyone ever thinking Roger Goodell was ever a good commissioner from the standpoint of what the, the fans think a commissioner should be rather than what the owners think a commissioner so should be. So here's the problem. is A lot of people seem to hate the NFL. But they're not going anywhere because people like football. People love football. So it's like, what do you do? Like the NFL, like where does the NFL get to a point that it's so hated that somebody's got to do something? I'll tell you what happens. It becomes an issue when some really smart person goes, you know, those Americans, they like football. I'll bet they'd really like rugby. And tries to comport rugby. You bring rugby rugby here? No, then football has to start competing again. I would be curious to see if they could ever make a U.S. rugby league actually work. I tried watching rugby once. I had no <sighs> fucking clue what was going on. Apparently, it's quite um, invigorating actually being in the stadium watching rugby. Um, yeah, everybody got into this like really, really big hug, and then they just started killing each other. <laughs> I, I don't know that any of them actually cared about the ball or yeah. what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I think no, it's really just a that. bunch of like idiot Australians <laughs> looking for an excuse to just beat the shit out of each other. Well, I think they play rugby in more than just Australia. But we love you, Australia. We do love the Australians. Um, yeah, not okay. all the time. They've done some bad things. Name one thing bad. The <laughs> I was like, I was trying to think of something. I just went and saw a concert with uh, the lead you, singer from Men at Work, and I now love Australia again. You, like, he's in, amazing. Dan, up until 1998, um, they were routinely going into... Um, people of Aboriginal descent, like households, like people who worked like the ranches and things. And if they find out any of their kids have any white in them, they were forcibly removing them to Christian boarding schools. Up until 1998. So mistakes were made. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just saying Australians have done some bad things. <laughs> they, they mistreated the native Australians. Yes, they did. The native Australians. Um, okay. So uh, that's on that. I'll, I'll bet that that's true. Yeah. I would actually be willing to bet that that's true. And I hear that their government is actually quite shitty right now. Like, the prime minister sucks. Well, they, you also do have but to Australian remember... Australian people are so nice! You do also have to remember that, like, as far as I know, they're, they're the only country that, that Queen Elizabeth has actually revoked their government. I, I have... N- I did not... A, I did not know that. And B, I have yes. never met a mean Australian. I love she, Australians. When, Will, when did she disband the government in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember... <laughs> Was it like 94? <laughs> Why am I your resident expert on Australia? I don't know. But and like, specifically poli- like Aus- Australian British politics. No, it's a, po- it's a politics question. I thought you might know. I feel like that sounds like, like one of those like uh, million dollar questions uh, on the who wants to be a millionaire that I'm going to have to use a lifeline on. Uh, this He's is like, the, I'm going to use Will as my lifeline. He knows politics. I'm going to be like, fuck you, No, no, this is the new podcast. Ask Will. We just ask Will questions and see what he comes I up ain't with. I Siri. Uh, okay. There, well, right. well, why does Dan keep spilling beers? <laughs> 
Uh, he's Where sort the of, fuck did this cough come from? He's sort of physically enthusiastic when he talks. He waves his arms around a lot. I Normally, I would say it's just because he's kind of uncoordinated because he's drunk, but he's not drunk yet. No, I'm not. Okay. See, that seemed like that. maybe your podcast is good because that was a, a cogent and, and well-thought-out response. Yeah, but he's... He Which has, tells you I ain't drunk yet, either. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've, if you guys want to hear Drunk Will, go listen to the Man of Steel podcast. It's amazing. You know what, Dan? I'm going to go out on a limb right now. Um, the next time we don't have a weekly show... I want you to repost. The repost Man the Man of Steel. I might. I just might repost the Man of Steel podcast. You're so just fresh in the feed. Throwback Thursday. Um, all right, I got nine topics, <coughs> and Williams got all sorts of dice. Number two. Um, they came out. A bunch of things came out this week about rumors. One of them was Rachel McAdams might be rumored for Doctor Strange. I'm not sure which role, and I don't know if she's right for the movie. Um, I don't know how she's doing right now in True Detective. True Detective. I generally like Rachel McAdams. She just seems too cute for like a Doctor Strange movie. I don't know about well, they've, that. They've uncuted her in True Detective. Yes. Oh, and okay. I'm, and I'm sure there's there's cute roles in Doctor Strange. Not everything has to be all. I'm the. I think she's up for the night nurse. Tentress. Night nurse. Uh, I don't think she'd make a good night nurse. But See? that that is a good role for her. I just uh, it would. I'd find it boring. They were trying to make um, kind of Rosario Dawson that character in. Uh, in Daredevil. Daredevil, and you that, can that's see that much more natural. Yeah, for and me. you can see that. Um, I want to talk about the interesting part of what just came up instead. Will, did you see? Did Not you this see topic. the what, other topic? Uh, I want what, to do. what HBO said about True Detective at the the <laughs> conference that just happened? No, I did not. <laughs> the head of their programming basically went, "No, no. The problem isn't that True Detective season two is bad. It's that you're all watching it wrong." How does that work? He's basically telling everyone, "No, no, guys. It's good when you watch the whole thing. The chef the is doing an amazing job. Your taste palettes all suck." <laughs> The problem, the problem is you're watching it week to week, and that is just so disingenuous when you're the guy who's making them watch it week to week. Here's the problem. It's like, okay, if you want me to watch it all at once, just fucking release it all yeah. at once. Like, like, what yeah. you guys were supposed to do was wait two months, then pirate it all, and then binge watch it. Mm-hmm. Is that what he's saying? <sighs> no, minus, speaking, minus the pirating, but yeah. Speaking of binge watching, we uh, binge watched the second season of Penny Dreadful. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Which was amazing. Um, uh, well, ex- apart from a couple of episodes. Okay. No, 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 no. Here's what was amazing about it. So, Des, did you watch any of Penny, Penny Dreadful? Yeah. Okay. I'm stuck I'm stuck on whatever episode where the girl spends the first 12 minutes, like, silently walking around a park. <laughs> that's, I like, think, the first episode. No, that's episode, like, five or six. Oh, or like, are you, are you in, like, the first season? First season. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I stopped there. I didn't stop because I got to the park, but then I came back to start watching again. There's just this long thing of her sitting in the park, and then she has a little conversation with a little girl, and I'm like going, why am I watching this show? <laughs> so like, Maybe if I had been watching it straight on, I would be like, okay, this is boring. Let's get through this so I can get back to what I like about it. But This, this season, again, it's just one of these shows that I feel like you have to binge watch because going week to week, I feel like it loses something. Um it had a really slow start. I didn't quite know where they were going, but by the end of the season, gotta say this. Um, Billy Piper, she's Rose Tyler and she's cute and she's, you know, confessions of a call girl, and you're like, you're not an escort. You're just too cute to be. And then she fucking has she loses her goddamn mind and she's does like a 10-minute monologue and she's fucking amazing. And I'm like, oh shit, you're crazy. You are a crazy bitch, and I love everything you're doing. Yeah, they kind of went off the rails all of a sudden in like, one scene, with and the no, yeah, and the entire show changed, and there was no foreshadowing on it at all. Exactly. So if you get to season two, there's one moment where Billy Piper does something, and the show completely changes in one scene in ten minutes, and she's amazing. And I got to throw it out to Ava Green again. 
the very kind scary of, hot. The very scary hot, but the very last episode, Ava Green has a couple of wonderful moments that I'm like, why are you not more famous than you are? You were absolutely incredible. Even Josh it, Harden was good this season. It's because she's got the crazy eyes, and Josh Harden is better. Mo- most times he's better than you think he ought to be. Uh, he really was this season. Even, he's even, good. I'll the, call um, this. Even go back and watch Pearl Harbor. Even I'm going to do that. Even in that piece of crap movie. <laughs> why would I do he's that? He's better than he should be. Um, he, he's fine. Their CGI makeup person is terrible. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. But he's got a couple of... And both episodes where Ethan and um, Vanessa are... or Both episodes where Vanessa is in the Moors were amazing. Those two episodes were really good. And then the episode, the second Moore episode of the end was just incredible. And you're right, I still... Like, I know what Dorian is doing now, but for the whole season, I'm like... What? Why were you here? Yeah, he's like the Khaleesi for like four seats of Game of Thrones. You're like, you don't have anything to do with this show. And he he doesn't, Dorian has nothing to do with the second season until like episode nine of ten. And then he has something to do. He spends like eight episodes. (laughs) Like, it's basically like Dorian dates a transgender. Yeah, I thought we're talking about social issues. I thought that was his point was that he was acting out the writer's sexual fantasies of some kind. Yes. But now he's set up to possibly be one of the big bads later later down the road because things happen. And I don't want to spoil it for Des because it's a really, I mean, it's really, really cool. You really don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to get to it for a while. I'm right in the middle right now. I just recently started Hannibal. About five episodes. Again, good recommendation of that. Um, And I'm (coughs) just about to start the the second season of Ripper Street. Okay. So I mean, like, I've got a lot on my plate. Fair, fair enough. Um, not, not to mention the fact I'm watching a <laughs> life lot of te- busy, Dan. television. Life, 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 I, life. I, I, we get like two episodes of TV a night, maybe, maybe. Um, but we we finished Penny Dreadful, and Rand and I were like, we have a lot of shows to watch. They're all sad. We Aww. can watch Game of Thrones. There's some, there's some, we could watch Broadchurch. There's well, some Penny Dreadf- that aren't sad. Penny Dreadful was a very like sad, heavy, and we were like, we need something funny. Watch I The think, Brink. It's not sad. Okay. The Brink's not sad. Um, I think you guys would like Scream. Um, Maybe we'll watch Scream. Yeah. I mean, at least give the first episode a try. You finish Orange is the New Black? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We, we, we I'm not there. We powered through Orange is the New Black. That was a really good season. All right, I got it. And nobody cared about Rachel McAdams in Doctor Strange. We're going to keep I don't know what it is. That's because I don't really care about anybody else in Doctor Strange. Except for Cumberbatch? Or? Let, me, let, me give, let me give you a piece of advice, Marvel, with Doctor Strange. You've cast Cumberbatch, and it's Doctor Strange. Every second that doesn't have Cumberbatch on screen is a wasted moment for you. Step one, cast Benedict Cumberbatch. In step two, <coughs> step three, profit. Yeah, we don't know what step... Step two is... M- Make him be snarky. Step three, profit. Profit. <laughs> All right, I got eight more topics. D eight. Number two. Um, Terminator fails again. Um, basically, this is uh, coming out of. So they made Terminator one, and it was really cool. And they made Terminator two, which was a giant blockbuster. And they made Terminator three, which was awful. And then they made Terminator Salvation, which was going to reboot the whole, si- which was awful. And they made and, a TV show. Right? And they made the TV show was actually very good, from what I understand. I watched a few episodes of it. Um, and then well, they made Terminator it Genesis. It was, and then Game of Thrones happened. Yeah, then they made Terminator Genesis, which is awful. And so now it's like, what happens to Terminator? Nothing. Do we care? Should they just they're let done. it die? Should you just let it die? Just let it die. That's no. what they're gonna do. 
I mean, eventually someone's going to pick it back up again. because the- Maybe, but uh, do you really have to keep making movies out of one blockbuster from 1992? No, we don't. But, I mean, eventually the, the rights to this intellectual property, you know, if, um, what's his bucket, if uh, James Cameron gets them back and he doesn't do anything with them, eventually he dies and his heirs get them and maybe his heirs need money and they sell them and then there's a Terminator movie in 30 years. Eventually it comes back. But should we just let it die for now or do we keep going? Should we keep trying it or, or what? I think I think they're going to keep going, and I th- I thought the plan was it is not Terminator anymore. Now it's Sliders. You were the one who said it was like Crisis on Infinite Earths, and I I, I mean I'll probably see yeah, it eventually. Yeah, it's Sliders. It's literally Sliders. So like, are they talking about the different universes? Well, okay. Now that the movie's been out for a while, I, I don't feel like I'm ruining it for everyone. So in this movie, Matt Smith plays a humanoid humanoid version of Skynet. And what they didn't say in the movie, but they've been more than willing to say in the press, is that. No, no, he's not even really Skynet from the dimension in which you're watching the movie. That Skynet is now jumping dimensions and messing with other dimensional timelines. So how does the robot John Connor fit into this? Because the, the story you're watching in, in Genesis is not actually in the primary like. So we're universe. in a different universe. It's an alternate okay, universe. Okay, so here's the thing. That's really interesting when you explain it. I have a feeling, though, on screen, it translates and gets completely fucked up. Yeah, they didn't do a good job at explaining like, it on the screen. That's a fascinating concept of, like, all right, the Terminator universe, the idea that Skynet happens in Judgment Day and the humans and the wars and the machines, that's not the conflict. The conflict is this mm-hmm. alternate universe, multiverse jumping thing that we've got. To th- that's fascinating. Let's do that. It doesn't sound like any of that happened. They didn't have the scene where Doc Brown draws on the chalkboard the timeline and then the little alternate timeline Every to explain movie it to everybody. Needs that scene. Yes. Like I just love a, that scene. like like well, well which wait, version wait, of time wait. travel are we doing? What 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 about if the movie's not about time travel? Does it still need the scene? No, because the movie it, is always about time no, travel. They keep sending people back in time. Time travel is about Dan multiverse. Just said every movie needs no, that. No, every scene. movie, every oh, movie. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Let's name a movie. What's a good movie we like? Frozen. Fuck it. We're gonna do Frozen. It's gonna be amazing. All right. So Elsa comes here, and then this <laughs> happens, and then we draw the line, and then at some point in the past, Elsa's parents did this, and it's skewed into this. See, we can do it. Every movie. Doc Brown, do the scene done. Okay. You know what I feel needs <laughs> that scene more than a movie, Dan. The Ghostbusters property needs that scene. The ghost, yes. The Ghostbusters property does need that scene. There are people out there um, (laughs) making Ghostbusters movies, and people who are making other Ghostbusters movies are going to the press and saying, no, no, there's only one Ghostbusters movie. It's It's to the point where I'm just confused. Well, you know, Bill Murray did. I, I loved his. Con- I think I mentioned it on this podcast about Comic Con. I've also decided that that male Ghostbusters cannot happen. Wait, male Ghostbusters? Yes. We already had male Ghostbusters. The male remake it can't happen. The, like, so no remake can happen. No, no. If the male remake happens, bad things happen. Wait, is there going to be a male remake? Yes, someone is trying to make it with um, Channing Tatum, um, and they've floated the idea of now Chris Pratt as well. And the problem with that is, is that I don't really expect the female Ghostbusters to do exceptionally well, only because the people involved in it, like we've talked about on this podcast before, have kind of a ceiling on how much money they make. And I don't see it being about a go- about Ghostbusters making that number much bigger. But Chris Pratt's ceiling right now and Channing Tatum's ceilings are both pretty Really high. high. Really high. And it would be really bad to have uh, kind of a male, female, I don't want to say like it would be a versus situation, but like people would look at it and try to draw conclusions from it. And it wouldn't be really fair if like, you know, your, your male version has like A-list people who 
have really high ceilings, and your your female version is kind of quirky comedy actors who haven't really caught on wide yet. They wouldn't be fair comparisons, is what I'm saying. But you know, the media would be all over that. I'm sure, and there would be there would be a lot of chauvinistic male reporters who would want to draw conclusions that, like, you know, no, of course, like most of the audience is male. You know, I'm mean, like that. Things like that are just stupid. When we get the Judd Apatow version, it'll just be. Seth Rogen and Jason Segel and Franco and Paul Rudd and yeah. Michael Sarah can run around as a little Rick Moranis character. Somebody can smoke pot. And yeah, they'll all just get yeah. really, really high and forget to fight any ghosts. And uh, so, so funny, two things. Two things happened today downtown. One of them concerning pot. As I was walking around downtown today, um, the, the, there's a bus stop next to my hotel and next to the trolley stop that is always. Um, full of crazy homeless people and security guards who do absolutely nothing. So today, as I was walking by that bus stop, there was a man who was singing praises to marijuana. I got to, you know, smoking a bowl. Like, and he was singing about smoking a bowl. Okay. And as I walked by, there was a haze of smoke, and I went, no, no. And sure enough, there was like three or four homeless people literally passing a pipe. Just the entire area of the bus stop. Nothing but pot. Bunch of, like, San Diego Transit Authority doing nothing. Doing nothing. Yelled at some guy for smoking a cigarette <clears throat> next to the bus stop. Someone who looked like you, dressed like you. Not about the homeless people smoking pot. Uh, possession of marijuana is an infraction. It's like a traffic ticket. Yeah. yeah and they're, if they're homeless, what are they going to do? So who cares? Yeah. And then. Being high on marijuana isn't even a crime in this state. <laughs> and then as I was walking by, some African American homeless gentleman asked me for some change, and when I turned him down, he pleaded to me, "Come on, Elvis! Come on, Elvis! You got to give wow. me some change, Elvis!" And then when I turned him down again, he thanked me for my service to my country and let me keep on going. Fantastic! Yeah, I work. I, well, we all thank you for your service. That, to thank this you. Yes, yes. That that that's that's that. Oh, my son's on the swing and he's laughing because he's going really high. No, I got it. What's that? Prequel. Prequel. Chronicling Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> Oh my god, I would totally watch that. Yeah, I want to see the history of Gozer the Gozerian and and Vigo the Carpathian. And like, they, at some point, it'll be it'll out. be it'll be like the Scorpion King. You know how it became way bigger than the Mummy. We'll just have an action movie that has nothing to do with Ghostbusters. Wasn't there something on Reddit where it was like the Scorpion King Five is a sequel of 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 a spinoff of a of a spinoff of a sequel of a reboot of a movie that's currently being rebooted? Yeah, it was, it was whatever it was, it's amazing. And it's it's absolutely true. It's like okay, you're now getting ridiculous. Um, you know, I'd but say it has that. The rock. But it has would, the rock. I would say that. But um, have you seen the box office receipts on Jurassic World? <clears throat> I uh, I've, one point five. They're big. They're they 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 have lots of money. Uh, you think it's going to clear two before no, it gets out? No, 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 no. It's slowing down too much. Um, <laughs> but like I think it'll set the new bar at probably one point six or one point seven five maybe. Um, but I mean, like, as long as they continue to do that kind of money, doing sequels and reboots, what, what's their incentive not to? And we've talked about this. I think that's what people want when they go to the movies now. It's not like they lack they, they want or lack the opportunity to see original content. It's just they don't any longer feel like they should pay twenty bucks in a movie theater for it, <coughs> right? If they're going to pay twenty bucks in a movie theater, they want to see something more spectacular than a Kevin Smith style. Oh, I'm an underappreciated artist um, who doesn't have enough work, and um, my girlfriend is a lesbian. I, I find it funny. I think I think you can do the reboot and the remake as long as you're telling good, compelling stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there will always be good ones and bad ones. Yes. I mean, the perfect example is this: of, uh, are the the two 
I guess the two-ish longest running property movies. Okay. Which at this point I would put like Fast and Furious and Bond as those two. And there are good ones and there are bad ones. But as long as even the bad ones keep continuing to make a, a great deal of money, there's no incentive to stop making them. Star Wars and Star Trek. No, because I don't consider them property movies in the same and way. And Jurassic Park, also much older than Fast and the Furious. Yeah, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about a number of films. Oh, okay. Um, and <clears throat> I'm talking about films that are roughly formulaic. Which, like, Star Trek and Star Wars movies, each movie, like, there are some that tend to be kind of formulaic, but they all tend to have a, a greater story range than, say, a Bond movie or a Fast and the Furious movie. Also, I found the thing. Uh, here comes Scorpion King 4. Follow-up to the sequel, to the prequel, to the spin-off slash prequel, to the sequel of a remake. Somebody put... <coughs> somebody, and, and Will just, like, Mike dropped his napkin after that. I did find the top ten uh, box office mojo all-time worldwide box office movies. Um, and what's interesting is, out of them, there are one, two, three, four, five, six sequels. Mm-hmm. I'm it's surprised it's not more. Avatar, Titanic... Jurassic World, Avengers, Furious 7, Avengers 2, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Frozen, Iron Man 3, and Transformers Dark of the Moon. You were counting Avengers as a sequel, right? No, I wasn't. It is. Seven. (laughs) So seven out of the top ten are sequel movies um, for that. All right, I still got, what, you got more? Seven Seven topics. Seven. Okay, speaking of HBO... Game of Thrones. They announced that Game of Thrones will probably go to season eight, but wait! Wait, but I thought the bigger thing was the attempt by the producer to put the Jon Snow thing to bed. Oh, but it, but I don't know. Dead is dead. He's dead. No, 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 no. Before, no, they'd already told us that dead is dead. Today he announced that dead is dead is dead. <laughs> so All, that, despite the fact that Kit Harrington is at the location they are filming. Yes, yeah. with his hair. With, with his, his hair. hair. With his hair. And they said he was on the same plane to that location as the guy who plays Jack and Hagar. And I don't believe, even after reading book five, the, the end of book five, I don't believe he's dead. Like, I, I, I think they're going, like, oh, they I think they're going, God, Jon Snow is dead. But he might not be Jon Snow. Kit Harrington is not. Yeah. Well, it's like Jon Snow is dead, but. Well, Dan, the John Targaryen, who's the son of this guy, and Lyanna Stark is not dead. Well, Dan, I think the TV show does a much better, a much more compelling job of suggesting Jon Snow actually dies than the book does. Because <laughs> I read the book and I'm like, oh, he's there, not dead. There's some really big differences between the book and and the the, the show, and I know that I haven't seen Will the show and yet, people so. who haven't um, who haven't read it, they get annoyed when we say, oh, the book is different. But in the book. A, the big problem in the show, Dan, is he goes out in the winter at the wall wearing just like a leather jerkin. <coughs> right? Like he doesn't put furs on. He yeah. doesn't put on <coughs> extra yeah. layers. Um, and in the, the books, he's, he's stabbed, I think, only about three times because the wildlings are actually physically present. Yeah. Right? By the Stuarts. The way they did it in the show, it's like all the rangers, and they're the only ones there. Right, like I mean, the show does a much better, compelling job of suggesting that like the the event actually results in his death. In the book, you're kind of like, I'm having to believe that these guys who don't normally stab things are really lucky. 
because you're talking about a guy in a full leather jerkin, probably chainmail. Oh yeah, and and furs, and they're stabbing, and they're not stabby people, and they're stabbing with daggers, and they only get like three in him before the wildlings presumably start killing them. Yeah, and I don't, I don't in the book you don't believe for a second he's dead. You're like, oh, Jon Snow got stabbed. That's sad. Yeah, that's the end of it. But HBO not only said there's going to be eight seasons, so three more seasons of Game of Thrones. So you got Game of Thrones for three years, but there's also talk of doing a multi-season prequel. So even if you get five seasons out of it, you're looking at 13 years of eight of uh, for HBO of Game of Thrones stuff, which I'm like, that's ballsy. That's ballsy going out to do. We're going to do eight. There's only seven books, but we're going to do eight seasons and no a prequel. It's not ballsy enough. <laughs> what do you want them to do? They should be filming the prequel now. Okay. Um, and they should have... They should be using the prequel to build to the finale of the show. So you're going to do uh, a prequel and a... You're going to do like f- three or four seasons of a prequel that lead to the events at the Trident okay. so that it answers the questions of the show you're watching, the other show you're watching. Hmm. Like who is Jon Snow's parents <clears throat> and that stuff? That would be smart. Waiting until you're done with Game of Thrones and then doing the events that led to the war—that's boring. I like your idea. Yeah. Um, Although I was thinking of like a spinoff where Tyrion goes to the future and like well, yeah, uh, better, maybe helps solve a crimes. Better option, which has been used by quite a few fantasy writers, is you finish your first story <clears throat> and then you just jump ahead 150 or so years in the same world. And tell a whole new story. Yeah, like a, Star Wars kind of pulls that. Yeah, yeah. At least in the video games. Yeah. Not in the movies. Or the books. Or the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all that stuff. Yeah, what he said. That's so, right. I missed that. What are we doing? Anything? Well, Will, Will said that, that my idea sounded better than finishing the show and then going back. And I, I like his idea. I agree, because then what you're doing is you're interweaving a couple of different shows. Then you have to watch then... both of them to understand the story you're watching in the main show. And it allows you to do Game of Thrones twice a year. Rather than once a year, yeah, it's true. You can have like a, a winter production and have a spring production. Um, there's a lot of reasons to se- to sell for that. And then we 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 both thought the the idea of something along the lines of you finish the first story and then you do a future jump of twenty to one hundred and fifty years and just tell a new story in the same world. That would or actually be really interesting. Season eight, Hero Nakamura shows up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to say, we'll spend a Save quick second Save the world. on Heroes. <laughs> heroes, I'm so angry you're bringing back Heroes. Why? <laughs> Wait, just, you can't make it any worse. Uh, <laughs> like, you're not going, it's not like you're like, you're going to ruin something that was amazing. You're like, no, they already did that. No, no, no. At this which, point. Which is why we say season one is one of the greatest seasons on television ever, and then don't watch the rest of it. I pretend like the rest didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. If you would like to go back and make season two. <laughs> and maybe that's what this is. Maybe they're going to go back and make season two. The like, only sorry, we fucked that up. Is I'm, I'm not up for more heroes, but I think Zachary Levi looks hilarious. The fact I, that I Zachary seen... Levi is one of the bad guys is the funniest thing I've ever heard in all my life. I didn't even know he was one of the bad guys. Oh, yeah. There's this whole thing where he's like in a support group for people who have powers. And, he, and they're talking. What? Right, it's like an AA group. For, I don't. For if people if with I powers. have superpowers, I'm not going to like therapy. It's like, oh, I'm so sad I can fly. Well, it's you know whatever it is, but in the end, Zachary Levi <laughs> gets up, pulls out a gun, and shoots everybody. I mean, I mean, unless like my superpower is awful, like it's like. Like moist from you know Doctor Horrible. Then I'm going right. Yeah, those Doctor Horrible. From Doctor Horrible. Then I'm going to a support group. I want to be moist. I like moist. 
He can make things wet. He does. He makes things he sticky. Made Griffin with the, the nails. See? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, if my superpower is like, you have the ability to tell time. Like, like you just always instinctively You know, always know what time it is. You always it's know what amazing. time it is. And it's like, man, this guy can fly. This guy's invulnerability. What the hell am I? I'm time man. Like, that's all I can do. Like, I don't even have anything good. Like, that that would put me in a support group. But if I'm... Well, a, Dan, that depends on what powers Time Man would have. What what powers does Time Man Cause if, have? Because if it's sex criminals... And oh, no, you no, make, fuck sex criminals. You make time stop when you orgasm. <laughs> that's, like, awesome. Sex? What the hell are you talking oh, about? Oh, my God. There's a comic series oh, called God. Sex, sex criminals. criminals. And it is... It's by Matt Fraction. Oh, my God. And um, Chip Sadarsky does the art. And it's all about two people who it's, find each other, and they both have the ability to stop time when they orgasm. And it, there's all sorts of other weird ass. And then they fetish, go Japanese shit. They go like and they, crazy. They, they, they rob a. Are bag. they battling like a tentacle monster? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're not. Apparently, there are other people who stop time when they have orgasms too, and they police the people who have the power. <sighs> Did you read beyond the first trade paperback? I, I, I have only read a few of, like, I think I got through the first or second <clears throat> issue, and I went, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. This is this is definitely a thing. Well, you better not say anything bad about Chip Zdarsky, and Nick will cut you. I, I won't, I, but I was like, this is this is a thing. Also, I haven't finished, the, like I said, I haven't finished Orange is a New Black yet, but I'm, I'm at the point that I'm at, I'm kind of hoping that they turn the story that Crazy Eyes is writing into a real Isn't thing. Isn't that amazing? Yes. <laughs> I like I don't understand it at all, but I'm curious to that's see the it. Point, is she doesn't understand it either. Like, and that's the the brilliance of like Crazy Eyes is like she becomes a writer this season is hilarious. It's it's great. She writes like sci fi smut. It's incredible. But everybody's really into it, and I, I mean, have you gotten to the point where people are starting to write fan fiction? No, <laughs> no. Right now, they're just trying to like argue and tell her what she needs to do next. Oh yeah, it gets it's 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 fucking incredible. The whole. This whole season of Orange is the New Black just ended on such a lovely note. Um, all right, I still got six topics and a little bit of time left. Number one. We'll never know. Number one, another rumor. Um, we can do this real quick. Tyrese Gibson, rumor for the Green Lantern Corps movie, which would be the worst thing ever. Um, rumored, I'm, I'm assuming, because so he's a black so guy to play Jon Stewart. So is the guy who plays, um, what's his name? Hmm. An arrow. Robbie Amell. Diggle. Diggle. I would prefer Diggle as Jon Stewart in the Green Lantern Corps movie than Tyrese Gibson. I'm I'm a little unbelieving that Warner Brothers can do a good Green Lantern movie regardless of who the Green Lantern is. So cast whoever you want. I, I don't know. Somebody posited a theory. Somebody posited the one theory about Batman v Superman that if it's true, will turn me off of the movie. And it was that so Superman at some point has to go to Congress. There's yeah, that whole scene in the trailer. Yes, and it turns out that he feels so bad he decides to start working for the U.S. government, which is very Dark Knight Returns, mm -hmm. but I don't trust Zack Snyder to tell that story because that story's already been told by Frank Miller, and it's amazing. And, <coughs> and if that happens, that is no longer a Superman movie. That is no longer a DC Universe movie. I'm already a little bit pissed off that probably Jim, uh, Jim well, Gordon's already dead. So I'm a little annoyed about this entire There's thing. also people who are, you know, the scenes where Batman's fighting the... Uh, the people with the the tactical gear on with like the Superman logo. Yeah, that looks maybe interesting. Other people have theorized that these are representations of the mutants. Really? They're Superman. Like, look, I mean, like, I, I'm. Actually, I know I rag on Warner Brothers a lot, but I want them to succeed. I liked the Chris Nolan Batman movies, even though I still don't think he managed to get it right. 
right. I don't think he managed to get Batman right, but he's got he's come the closest to getting Batman he's made, he, right. He made three very good film noir crime movies, though. I yes, think. he did. I yeah. think the first, despite I think, the I think, fact that his lead actor talked like this. Yes, I think Batman Begins is the closest he came to making Batman. Yeah, no, no, no. Really? I, and, and then the that stuff me that, is the. Farthest away from the a Batman s- the movie. The second one is very much more a detective noir film, and the third one was really kind of pulling in both, but not doing either. The very first well. one was just an origin story where I went, "Wait, so Batman's a samurai?" Which is, I don't understand. Which has its, its I, I, I kind of agree with this because it has its moments in the comics, like Batman. Yeah. Bruce went to. Now it was more than just the League of Shadows. He went and trained with all these people throughout the world, mm-hmm. but like, like that was like, very. It much... just struck me as like a shitty origin story for Batman. Like he was really, really down about his parents, so no, my... he became a criminal in like I don't know Thailand or something. He became a ninja and then he came home. I'm like, what? <laughs> like <laughs> seriously? Well, for people well, who... like, can I go become That's what a ninja? You got? For I people be a ninja? <laughs> who spent a lot of time reading Batman comic books, there's one question that everyone asks. Of other Batman fans, and that's who who you think the real person is, whether Batman's the mask or Bruce Wayne's the mask. And Batman Begins is the only Chris Nolan movie he made where I had the sense that either character was a real human being. The Very other the other two movies are kind of like there is no delineation between Bruce Wayne and Batman, and neither one is a complete character. Period. And as, as opposed to that the, doesn't make them bad movies, but it it's not quite Batman unless one person's in the driver's seat or the other person's in the driver's seat, and one's a mask and one's a person. It can't just be a mask you put on because it's convenient to put a mask on. Yes, which which is different from Superman in the sense that both Clark Kent and Superman are not real. There is Clark who is the kid from Smallville, who who's, is the real person. Who's real, and then the Clark that's in Metropolis Cla- is, is as is, much is a mask as, as Superman as is. Superman is, which Superman Unchained did a very good job of that, I mm-hmm. thought, um, but they don't play with that enough in the comics, I don't think, and it, it's. I wish they would play with it more, because that's, that, that's interesting that his entire persona is a mask until he gets back to, to Smallville. And I tend to agree with you about Batman is there was no delineation, Bruce, except for the moment when Bruce Wayne is sleeping in the board meeting mm-hmm. with uh, the, the, the Hong Kong guy. Um, that was the only, that was a kind of a cool moment um, because he was really just like, I'm Bruce Wayne and I don't care, but there yeah. really is no delineation. Mm-hmm. Um, although my favorite moment of the dark, one of my favorite moments of the dark Knight is when the Joker invades his party and he's like, I'm Bruce Wayne. La la la. And the Joker invades his party. And then he's like, fuck all you, he becomes Batman, but still in the Bruce Wayne outfit. And he's like kicking people's ass and breaking their guns in half. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. I'm okay with that. All right, I got five topics left, unless you guys want to talk about something else. This is awesome. What are we doing? Number four. Um, so apparently Little Women is going to get a gritty reboot on the CW. Okay, um, Dan, Wait, Dan, are what you podcast? writing the topics, yes. or is your wife writing what the topics? What podcast do you think you're on? No, no, but here's what's funny about it is new CW show, supposed to be a gritty post-apocalyptic show. And I'm like, you know, okay, post-apocalyptic CW. Some of us watch post-apocalyptic shows. Some of us watch shows on the CW. I happen to watch Arrow and Flash. And then they tell me, it's based on Little Women. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with Little Women. So basically, you're just throwing something against the wall with a, 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 uh, a property that people know in hopes that they're going to watch it. Oh, I wouldn't say that. This isn't the first time someone has taken a piece of classical literature and attempted to modernize it in a post-apocalyptic concept. Um, I think there's been about a, a thousand Alice in Wonderland ones 
that oh, fit okay. that exact mold, right? Why does you know? Alice in Wonderland capture people's imagination so much? It's for because the, same, the cartoon for, was badass. No, for the same reason that <laughs> Through the Looking Glass um, captivated people originally, because the the story's always been a metaphor for you know high level particle physics and the idea of alternate realities and things like. There's a lot to mine. No, man, there. it's a total fucking LSD trip. You're like, is this a Disney movie? Because Disney movies are supposed to be princesses and dragons yeah, and no, shit. I'm talking, this what is the, the sweat, fuck is going on here? The book. This is the sweat. Oh, no, the I don't small, do that. This is the sweat and the small stuff portion of. Oh no, not at all. Particle like, physics. If you ever read the book um, Hyperspace by uh, Keiku, Miko Keiku. Michukaku? Whatever. I know you're talking about. Um, the first half of the book is Dr. him Michukaku, just him yeah. just explaining how the Dodson, who is the the who wrote under Lewis Carroll, was a mathematician, was very interested in kind of like fourth dimensional theory and the idea of alternate realities, and specifically wrote through the looking glasses the idea of you stepping through a portal into a different reality. No, this dude, is, he was just really high. This no, is he really triumph. wasn't. <laughs> I'm making a note here. Um, but like, success. Yeah, it's so like the, people have done it before. Here's the problem with bringing it up on this podcast, Dan. Okay? Okay. Flash, Green Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Dan, I haven't I haven't watched last season of the originals, and I like the originals. I like the originals. I haven't watched what Vampire Diaries in two seasons, can. and I actually like Vampire Diaries. What makes you think that anyone at this table is watching a new CW show if it's I'm not, not about a superhero? No, 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 I'm not. Like, I might... If, if Legends of Tomorrow is going to be on the hiatus, which it sounds like it will be, I'll probably watch it because no, I'll, I'll need something watch, to watch. I'll still watch Legends of Tomorrow. It's about superheroes. But the point I'm making is I like The 100. The 100 wasn't bad the first four episodes I saw. But it's like, how do I find time to watch all of this television? I don't know. What's his bucket was on cocaine during the panel of 100? That's all I got to say. Okay. Guy who left, black guy who got up and left, oh, yeah. came back. Something was weird there. Something was weird. He totally, he totally had a bomb and was gone. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I know about the 100 is the guy from Grey's Anatomy is now on it. He was on a panel, really low energy, well, Dan, you got probably, up and left, came back, and he was manic. You would probably like the 100 a little bit. I feel like I would. I feel the, like it's a thing I want to watch. Here's the premise once you get into the show for a while, and it's not just like the original advertising. So there's all these people on space stations in space who space. think they're the last humans on in, in, existence in existence because Earth was eradicated, and the space station is dying. So they send 100 teenagers who are criminals to Earth's surface to see whether or not it's irradiated. But then when the 100 kids get there, they immediately go like kind of Lord of the Flies, and they start, you know... Because they each have other. to build a society. Yes, yes, exactly. But they also find out no, there's people like everywhere. Okay, so I mean, oh, like, like we were so wrong. Exactly. So like, you probably would like that show, but I'm just saying like there are so many shows I am behind on. Do you really think that telling me a post-apocalyptic little women is going to get me to try a new CW show? And I think that's the problem is 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 we're getting to a point of like maximum television. There are so many shows that I want to watch that I will never have time to get to. I wouldn't say that. I, I we're getting to the point where you need to accept that your show no longer is successful based on its airtime viewership. What do you mean? Like in the moment, your weekly like statistics of how many people watched your show on like cable TV. Because there's okay. so much content out there. I, Dan, I like Teen Wolf. And I only just recently got through the first three episodes of Teen Wolf for this new season. They're on like episode seven. Right? I mean, like, you can't judge how much I like your show based on the fact that I haven't been able to watch it week to week. There's literally too much television. 
it's true but the uh, you know what's great is 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 the idea of binge watching because if rihanna and i really like a show and we did this with penny dreadful it was like all right we've got 10 episodes of penny dreadful we watch like two on a saturday night two on a sunday night one on monday one on tuesday three on wednesday because because grayson went to bed early we just binge watch it did the new Mm -hmm. season in a week and it was done and i think because there's so much television out there, that's the only way we're going to get through it. Like, there's just too much. Like, exactly. Gotham, I gave up on Gotham, and I'd love to get back into it, but there's so much other shit yeah. that I want to watch first. Well, you know, I wouldn't do that, because Gotham is not worth getting back into. I don't know. Rachel really liked Gotham. Rachel okay. was yes, really she does. into it. Yes, but everyone you know who likes comic book stuff is on, like, podcasts where they do nothing but complain about how bad Gotham is. I don't know. I watched the panel that we missed. Um seemed interesting seemed like you know maybe i would want to pick it up but again i've got too much television right you've got you've got a member of the most popular podcast on this network you've got which is not us the head of another network even though it's our network you got a head of another network michael and nickel and all they do during gotham is complain about how bad gotham is that's right cuz they have that gotham podcast which is uh, not on this network gotham but nights it's called gotham nights and it's done are they done with it? They're going to do something else for next season where it's, uh, <coughs> they're rebranding it. Go back and listen. It's um, uh, Neil from Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks, yep. uh, Michael from Michael Who the What from Now, Who and Nickel from Graphic Novice, which are all three of those shows are on the Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Go back and listen. I mean, it's not on this network, but go search it. It's on Stitcher. I think yeah. it might be on a couple of different things. I think things. it's on through the... Um Danger Entertainment. I'm not yeah, positive. Yeah, check out Danger Entertainment is a network that we're actually on, so if you've got us here, go check that one out. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, so, like, I, what I liked is when I went, when MTV renewed Scream, which seems like a really odd choice. I, I, like, I, I like Scream, but I don't know how you make another season of Scream. But they did it based on the 21 million viewers they got when they initially broadcast it. But more importantly, from, like, the 14 million streams they got on their website. That's how you need to do Like, you can't be concerned about what Nielsen says about your show anymore. No, there, there are so many different ways to track viewership. Mm-hmm. Nielsen is, not that it's bad. I'm not saying they're doing a bad job. But it's but one, of, um, uh, one of several things. watch in the moment anymore. They're DVRing it, or they're watching it through a streaming, streaming service. They're watching it through your website. That's, to, what, that's what we did. I can tell how popular a show is when I go to Pirate Bay and see how many people are seating the show. Yeah, that's the way that, that Game that, of Thrones always wins. Always wins. And HBO knows that. And so even though I think HBO pays lip service to the fact that, oh, don't don't and a lot of these networks do you know don't pirate at the same time they they're looking at the pirating numbers as to how successful their show is yeah and, i don't think they care you know and i and i think that's a huge part of it i agree with you i don't think at the end of the day i don't think they care they will care when the dvds stop selling the way they've been selling exactly because well, even you know for every one person who is illegally downloading it there are 15 people who are buying the dvd exactly yeah. Even if I don't pay them, I'm spreading the word to we're, everybody. We're on a podcast every. If Will, even if Will doesn't buy, and I'm not saying Will. Well, pirates, I season one. I'm not saying Will pirates, but let's say if Will did pirate, and he talks about you know season five that just came out of Game of Thrones, and he raves about it, and it causes someone who doesn't understand the pirating thing that listens to our sh- our program to go out and buy the DVD. Or three people, look at what you've just done. You've just given HBO several sales. Based on your one thing, should you decide to pirate that? That's all I'm saying. I don't know how to pirate things. I, I, yeah. how, so. how does it work? 
Computers, magnets. All right, I got a couple more topics. They're eh, they're all right. Um, Fantastic Four X Men crossover. They're they're never so, gonna happen. Well, Sony is so not Sony. A Fox never is so. Happen. They're like, no, we can build our own cinematic universe because we own X Men and Fantastic Four. We're just gonna cross them over because they all live in the same world. And I'm like, you're making a they're, shitty Fantastic Four. Their their uh, their cinematic universe is falling apart. Well, they, they, their they, Gambit movie is no longer a thing. No longer a thing. Channing Tatum backed out. There will be no Fantastic Four X Men crossover for the simple fact that there will be no future Fantastic Four movies featuring this cast of people. No, I really think. And I finally figured out why that is. Why? Well, please tell us. With the exception of, is it Jamie Callum who's playing the thing? Is that his name? I think uh, it is. Okay, something like that. Sure. With the exception of his thing, everybody in the trailer is behaving in manners contrary to how their characters are supposed to behave. What do you mean? Sue, the mother of this team, the person who makes them a family, is cold and off-putting. Reed, the exuberant scientist who's supposed to bore people left and right because he finds the world so fascinating, is kind of dour and talk, spends all his time talking about the dangers of science. And Johnny, who's supposed to be this exuberant kid who goes, hey, you know what? The world's ending, but guess what? I can catch on fire and fly. It's awesome. Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell. See, here's the thing. As, as Reed Richards, you've got to, and I feel like a Marvel movie needs to do this. You don't need to ever talk about um, what is it the ultimate universe or the other multiverse mm. <clears throat> but in every other in every other universe in the Marvel multiverse Reed Richards becomes a bad guy he becomes the smartest guy in the world and takes over the world after the Fantastic Four dies mm. this Reed doesn't make that choice which makes this Reed in, in 616 or in this universe different than every other Reed and you've got to while you'll never mention that, you've got to bring that to that character. Yeah. You have to. There has to be something about this character that would never think about taking over the world. And you're right. With Kate Mara, there has to be something in Sue that brings the family and together. They're making the same mistake they have made every time they have tried to make this movie. The most important person in any Fantastic Four movie is Doctor Doom. I could see that. Okay. He's the most important. He's the one who defines how they become a family and why they become a family. And he has to be a contemporary of Reed. Yes. Who is scarred because he's trying to keep up. And he needs to be charismatic. And Sue needs to be drawn to him so that it's her choice of picking Reed that makes them a family. And every time, what they have done is they have ruined that relationship between Reed, Sue, and Doctor Doom. Over that and over is why these and movies over fail again. Although that relationship on screen, if done correctly, would be fascinating. Yeah, I don't. It'd be fascinating to watch. Part of the problem is they need to make a Fantastic Four movie that's really not about the Fantastic Four. That's about that love triangle. That's the important story. To so how does Johnny and out. Ben fit into that though? They're they're there. But they're just not important to the movie. I mean, I know Michael B. Jordan doesn't want to hear that. I mean, like uh, they can watch. They, know, can, they gotta pay fifty. They they do the they do the thing. Frankly speaking, that they did right. Sue is Johnny's sister in the first Fantastic Four movie, which is which is they didn't have anything for the thing and the Human Torch to do, so they played pranks on one another. 
Oh, that's right. Yes. It's the only part of the relationship that they got right. You're not really important to the story right now, guys. But because they still got the Doctor Doom read thing wrong, he, he can't be like he can't be scarred because of the event that turns them into the Fantastic Four. It has to be something that happens in college. Yeah. It has to be Doom's insecurity that he is not as smart as Reed that causes him to scar himself. I, I have a question. Yeah. If the Fantastic Four, I know nothing about either Fantastic Four or okay. X-Men. If the Fantastic Four existed in the world as the X-Men, wouldn't they just be other mutants? No. No. Why not? Because mutants are people who carry a genetic anomaly that they you can have to pass be born that way. Kids. Yeah. Yes. It's, you're, you're you, you can't be bit by a, a radioactive spider. Yes. And no, become a well, they, they retconned Spider-Man to say <laughs> that he had a latent mutant gene that was activated, which was a stupid retcon that was activated Not by the really, radioactive spider. It allowed him to pass his powers on. I, I think girl. I just hit a nerve somewhere. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. You know what? No, 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 no. Because I, I, I get so mad about that. But Des is right. Anyway, but yes, mutants have a gene. Mm-hmm. The Fantastic Four. This is going to sound have, so stupid as I say it. They were hit by, was it no, gamma rays? They, they have genetic damage. <clears throat> they have genetic damage from their space travel, their original space travel, which causes them to basically take on the powers of the four elements. Because that's what they are. Water, air, earth, and fire. Yeah. Oh, wait. Who, what's water and air? Water is, uh, is Reed Richards. Mr. Fantastic, because he, he stretches. He can stretches. Air is <clears throat> Wait, because he's plastic, man? He's water? He's water. Oh. Sue is air because is she? she's invisible and she creates all the force shields fields? and oh. force fields. Obviously, the human torch is fire. Yeah, no, I got those. Earth. And there's yeah. a rock dude, yeah. yeah. The thing. So, but they're, they're the four elements that come together to form the Fantastic Four. Oh. But, but Will's not wrong. Oh. From a standpoint of writing, they well, are they wrong. are Good fundamentally job. not different than mutants, because not only do they pass on powers to Franklin Richards, yes. he has the power of God. That's a whole other thing. We're not. Th- no, I like his godlike powers. I do like his godlike powers. Except but for it's that, like, brief, come that brief on, period guys. where they had the good guys brainwash him to think he was Galactus because Galactus needed to eat the Sentinels or else the whole universe. Okay, you realize when you say these things <laughs> out loud <laughs> yes, that Marvel's that's is highly why, convoluted and bad. Yes, no, no, I agree. No, 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 that's why I said I can't believe I'm about to say this about the gamma rays or whatever that hits you. Yeah, no, the, 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 no, this is, no. I realized I used, to, I used to meet with Jeff some places and we would talk about like D&D or magic cards and I realized that people would look over at us from other tables like, what the fuck did any of those people just say? (laughs) What is this about lightning bolting a goblin? Like, what the fuck does that mean? I could could venture to guess what that means, but yeah, lightning bolting a goblin. Um, Like, I fire magic missile! Yeah... Mm -hmm. Somebody, I don't was is it? I don't know if it's an actual. I don't think it's an actual comic, but somebody posited it. Oh, that was it. It was like it was on Reddit, and there was like an ask Reddit about if you could take two comic book characters in any universe and put them in a story together as adversary hero, mm-hmm. what would you do? And someone posited Batman and Galactus, and I want to see that. I want to read that book. I don't. I want to read that, but I just have a feeling it would be amazing. Like I, just, I just have a feeling that Batman would do something amazing to destroy Galactus. You know what? I think it'd be a better comic book. Fuck the Silver Surfer. Batman and, like, Hawkeye. Because they're basically the same person. But, like, Batman would be taking on a mob boss, and he'd walk up to Hawkeye, and Hawkeye's, like, saving a dog in the street. Right? Because they're the same. They're basically the same guy. But, like, even amongst street-level heroes, they have a highly different idea of how helping the community is helping the community. I, I, I agree. 
uh, Batman agree. and the lead character from Ghost World. Um, <laughs> all right, I, we got time for one more, and I just wanted to bring it up. Earth Twin! There, we found a what? planet. Oh, yeah. We found a planet 1,400 light years away that will take us a very long time to get to that is 60% bigger than Earth. However, it's rocky like Earth. It's in the habitable zone. It... It basically it's the same it, uh, roughly it, the same roughly distance around same. a sun that is yes. similar. Yes. It is basically another Earth-like planet, rocky in the same distance. It might have an atmosphere, so it's quite possible. And it's about the same age. It's quite possible that out there, fourteen hundred light years away, there is a planet that has some semblance of life on it. Well, and no, 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 and no, no. the X Files is coming back on TV. Coincidence? Ooh, Yes, I think not. No, Dan. What it tells us is that somewhere out there in the universe, somewhere there was a planet that quite there. possibly had life 1,400 years ago. Yes. Okay. 1,400 years ago. I just there, don't. Yes. I don't really. I, I'm always happy when NASA announces things, but I don't know how this one is kind of a story. I know. We're gonna, Vulcans are going to show up, and it's going to be a thing. We've known ever since Kepler went up that... Our estimations of how likely it was to find planets around stars was way lower than it actually is. That like pretty much any star we look at has, has planets. planets. Um, whether or not you can use our solar system as kind of like a a, a, a parallel yeah, if, for what what's if happening out there, our solar system is an anomaly. Like think about We're that. Not. But what if we are? We don't know. Okay, Dan. Things rarely are. Dan, so far the Kepler mission, if I'm not mistaken, has found something in the neighborhood. Of like thirty planets that might sustain life, and they've only looked at I don't know like ten percent of the Kepler data so far. Yeah, we're gonna and the Kepler and Kepler didn't even map everything Kepler could see before it failed, right? I mean, like the 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 greatest likelihood is that there are probably about uh, I want to say about a hundred million planets in the cosmos that fit in the Goldilocks zone, like Earth. And even if you want me to believe that the thing that created life was some kind of outside force, like a comet, which I'll give you, maybe that's what brought the first amino acids to the planet, whatever, you know. But even if you believe that, with like 100 million possible strike locations, it happened again somewhere yeah, else. There I mean, is, yeah, there is life out there. Whether the, or not that life is intelligent or we'd like to meet it is a different question. Well, I, I, I would even venture to guess there's intelligent life out there. There's an incomprehensible number of galaxies out there with yeah. an incomprehensible number of stars in them that almost all have planets in them. And this has been going on for now however many billions, of, billions years. of years. There have been lots of things, and we will never know about them because they are way too far away. Yep, and there is somewhere else out there, there is life on another planet. One day we might meet it. Yeah, even the things that are really, really, no, really no, close to us, we have trouble getting Dan, I'm, to. I'm pretty sure that no matter what happens, we at this table will not meet that life. <clears throat> we pretty won't. much, no. That little 18-month-old won't. I'm, I'm, but his, I'm kind of hopeful. His great, 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 great grandchildren. When we design might. an engine that allows us to go to some of these places, there is still hopefully a humanity living in the solar solar system to go. That would be amazing. That is all I got. Uh, I I failed because I've had a uh, a little bit of a crazy week at work this week. Well, um, like, so I'd I'd I have like, no questions for the universe. I, I ha well, I have one thing I'd like to just bring up to the table and see what everyone thinks. What did everyone think of Stan Lee's um, justification for why people don't like Michael B. Jordan? I actually have not heard this. He basically just said, th these people really don't like change. 
That was his argument. I, I don't not like Michael. Wait, B. this Jordan. from the guy who is so so objects to having a black Spider-Man. Um, I think I I do think that there are a lot of people out there who don't like Michael B. Jordan just because he happens to be African American. He's playing a traditionally white character. I like there's, Michael B. Jordan. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. I I think a lot of people are also really upset, and and Michael B. Jordan becomes a very easy focus. Because he doesn't look like the character supposed to look, but I think a lot of that animosity comes from the fact that, of what I just said—that people don't—they're they, not viewing the characters they think they're supposed to be seeing when they watch the Fantastic Four from the trailers. It Johnny's doesn't, not, it Johnny's doesn't not feel fun. Yeah, it doesn't. Johnny feel, seems like he's the team leader. Yeah, it doesn't feel Reed, like Reed isn't optimistic. Sue's cold. I mean, like, I think it's all combined, but it's much easier to go. He's different, rather than go. Does Kate Mara know she's supposed to be playing the mother figure? <laughs> I don't think the director of that film knew what was supposed to happen. I think Fox made this movie because they were about to lose the rights and they needed to do something. And this is not a Fantastic Four movie. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, clearly, this is this is uh, this is going to be an awful Fantastic Four movie, where I feel like we could have a really good one if people actually cared and I don't did think their so. homework. This is the third straight time Fox has specifically got like characterization wrong. Which which means Fox it makes needs to me let think the right maybe they don't know how to make a fantastic. I, I, no, that and I, I, that's not a problem. Let Fox let the rights go. Mm. Let them go. You're clearly making they're, they're, terrible movies. They're never going to do go. that. Why don't you suggest something good like Fox? Why don't you hire someone else to make the movie and you just take the money? Grayson's staring at you, Des. <clears throat> hey, you want to be on the podcast? He knows. No, no. He, he did. He shook his head. No. He's like, I don't Daddy's want to be on the podcast. Boring, apparently. Yeah, apparently. That's my kid. That's my kid. Um, no, I agree with you that they're never going to give up the money. Then fucking partner with Disney. You're making a shitty. Like, if you partner with Disney, you're going to make money. Well, yeah, but I wonder if Marvel even wants to make a Fantastic Four. At movie. this point, they don't even want to make an X Men movie. Those waters have been so no, because like an X Men movie would be great. They all you would, all you would do is simply go, "Oh, we've got the rights back." Okay, who did Fox use in the last fifteen years? None of those characters can be in the movie. Which is all of the X Men characters. No, that's not true. There's no the 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 Colossus in the movies isn't really Colossus. The the Nightcrawler in the movies really is a Nightcrawler. You know, I mean, like there's a lot of places where you could do a movie. There are some characters Fox got right. The Cyclops in the movies is basically Cyclops. Yeah. Right? The Jean Grey in the movie is basically Jean Grey. I'm curious to see what they do with Apocalypse. The even even the, the Iceman's, I think, the only one they did well, and he's not really oh, Iceman. Bobby Drake is great in that movie. But but I, I do think that Aaron Ashmore um, does a good job. Yeah, I like Not him. Aaron Ashmore. Um, his, his Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. His, his brother, yeah. Aaron Ashmore came to mind because he's making... Um, Killjoys, which we just talked about on Slackadamia. Yeah. And I've decided his name now is not Iceman. Not Iceman. All right. I don't even use his real name. He's just not just Iceman. Just not Iceman. All right. I'm going to end this podcast because we're going to play some games with planes. And maybe we didn't play test this at all. We got to try this. This is Musings of a Geek. We are on, of course, the Musings of a Geek podcast network where there are a myriad of awesome shows. I think I figured out 40 going on 14. So I uploaded a bunch of 40 going on 14. We just had a new history of bad ideas. 
There's a new Arrow of Time coming up. There's a couple of new graphic novice coming up. It's going to be amazing. You should check out musingsofageek.com. We are also on the Danger Entertainment Network, where a lot of the same podcasts are, but there's a few other ones on Danger Entertainment. Go ahead and check out dangerentertainment.com. Um, you can get us on iTunes. You can get us on Stitcher. You can get us on TuneIn Radio. you got a PlayStation. Jump on your TuneIn Radio. Listen to Musings of a Geek. We have an Amazon banner. You want to buy something you heard on the podcast? You want to buy it? We just bought putty for the outside of our house on musingsofageek.com. Just go to musingsofageek.com. Type in what you want on Amazon. It'll come up. We have swag. Should you want swag? Buy swag. It's amazing. Um, does anyone have any? Do you have anything else for this podcast, Des? No. No, nothing else for this podcast. All right, everybody. This has been Musings of a Geek. We are doing Musings Con in, in Vegas in November. If you want details, check out musingsofageek.com. We actually have a countdown to Musings Con in November. We would love it if you showed up. Uh, tweet me at Musings Podcast to get details. And if there's nothing else for this show, thanks again for listening and stay geeky, my friends. You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends.